starting with the book of Psalms, uh, Psalms chapter 33. Psalms chapter 33. Um, and I want you to start there, and then we're going to go to Proverbs and end in the Gospel of Mark uh, for a few moments. In just a little bit, we're going to take communion. Um, I know it's, it's uh, we should have had it last week, but the communion bread was still in our freezer when we brought when we came to church. So we've made it just enough. We're trying to move it to that the evening of our first Sunday, but we will have communion. We'll gather around the table of the Lord in just a few moments. Psalm chapter 33 and verse 12 says, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, and the people whom he hath chosen for his own inheritance. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Turn with me to Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 34. Proverbs chapter 13. Uh, 14 and verse 34 says, Righteousness exalteth a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Righteousness exalts a nation. Go with me then to the Gospel of Mark chapter 6. Mark chapter 6 and verse 1. Mark chapter 6. And verse 1, And he went out from thence and came into his own country, and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many hearing him were astonished, saying, From whence hath this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him, that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands? Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary? the brother of James and Joseph and of Judah, of Simon, and are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country, and among his own kin, and in his own house. And he could there do no mighty work, save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. And he went round about the villages teaching. Uh, I, I want to talk for a few moments about the temptations that America faces. Some of the greatest temptations that America faces. This is something I had from a long time ago. But our minds are, you know, today on Veterans Day. And I thank God for our veterans. And I thank God, Brother Smith, is. I thought maybe we'd have some others here tonight. Uh, Brother Smith is our only veteran, and we thank you for serving our country. I know we did this on Wednesday night, but you know what? I appreciate our military, but I think our country has a lot of problems. we got a long ways to go. We really do. But what I want us to honor our veterans tonight. And so as we do that, would you, would you just, um, again, could we pledge to the American flag before we pray? Would you do it with me? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Would you pray with me? Father in heaven, we're so thankful tonight for your goodness and your faithfulness to us. Father, we thank you for your word, and we know that your word is already anointed. It's blessed. 
Now would you give us the words which you would have for us to share. Thank you for this great country. But we know that our nation has got problems. And Father, we pray that you would help us as a nation. And Father, we thank you for those that have paid the ultimate sacrifice so we can enjoy the freedom that we have today. We pray that you'd help us to never take for granted the freedoms that we enjoy. And Father, we thank you for Brother and Sister Hughes, the opportunity they have tonight to speak at Great Cape. And, and even now, Lord, as he speaks there in that church, give him the anointing and the power of the Holy Ghost tonight. Make him a blessing in that revival. Use him in a mighty way, and we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I don't know what is going on there. Okay. I just couldn't hear myself. I thought maybe things had gone on. You know, um, I, I just I noticed um, today going down through Romney, and they had the flags waving. This afternoon, the, the wind was blowing, and you know what? Thankful for what this flag represents. Around the world, this flag represents freedom. But it came at a price. It really did. How Think about the soldiers that have laid down their life with this flag. You know, I, there is no place on the face of this earth I'd rather live than the United States other than heaven. There is no place else I would rather be a citizen of. We are so blessed, and I thank God, you know, had, that when you can see the flag and still that patriotic feeling, uh, we've got our problems. You know, for some reason, we can't count ballots right. We've messed up another election, folks. I mean, I, I'm prepared for it. I'm prepared for the drones to fly over my home or the SUVs to pull in my driveway. And so I always tell my wife, she gets up on her soapbox, and I said, here, here come the black SUVs coming up our driveway. You know what? I'm prepared. Hey, it's, we call it like it is. Right. I, I'm election fraud again. I mean, that's happening, folks. It's becoming, it's that way. But I'm still proud and grateful to be an American. I still thank God. You know, you could have, you realize you could have been born someplace else. You could have. Right, Loretta? You could have been born in some other third world country. You really could have. But we are blessed to be born in the United States. And thank God for the freedom. You know, there's a story that's told, or, you know, just uh, something that I read about a father saying to a rebellious son, said, every person in America is privileged, is a privileged person. And the son said, I disagree, Dad. And the father replied, that's the privilege. You got the privilege to disagree. That's the privilege that you have. Every person in America is a privileged person. You know, we, we really are above average in America. You know, the average person around the world doesn't own a car. The average person around the world may not have running water. And look at us, our houses have not only running water, but it's hot. We have hot water. Uh, you know, we, we are so blessed with technology. Think about the people around the world don't have a cell phone. How would we ever exist without a cell phone? How did we ever make it growing up without a cell phone? How did, how did we? Uh, we have freedom. We have freedoms and we have rights. It's because of our forefathers. It's because of the men and women that have fought for us to have these 
freedoms. There was a French philosopher of 100 years ago. He said, I searched for America's greatness in the churches. America is great because America is good. Um, If America ceases to be good, America will cease to be great. What a statement. We're great because we're good. It's because of the moral the morals and the backbone that we have because of the churches and the influence the churches churches have. But you know what? If you put your trust in money, you'll get what money has to offer. If you put your trust in science, you'll get what science has to offer. You put your uh, trust in philosophy or something, you get what that has to offer. But if we put our trust in God, we have that everything that we need. We have all that God has to offer. Mark chapter 6, one of the points that Jesus was saying, you know, Jesus couldn't minister in his own community. So that a prophet is without honor among his own people. It says here, all he was able to do was heal a few sick people. That's all he was able to do. They knew he was the carpenter's son. But that's all he was able to do. They didn't believe. You know, I think we're getting to the point where our military men and women are without honor on our own soil. And it's sad. It is sad. I, I know there at work, I see uh, some veterans, they'll have a, lab, a logo or something. I'm required to take their keys. They'll have something on their key ring that showed that they were in the military. There'll be something on their truck. And I, I stopped and said, did you serve in the military? And they said, yes. I said, thank you for serving our country. Thank you for your service to our nation. I appreciate the men and women who have fought for the freedom that we have today. You know, it's just because of that. We are so blessed. Really are. Uh, Years ago, there was an article that came out about the um, original American flag made by Betsy Ross. Uh, at one time, my wife and I had seen it when we were down in Washington, D.C., and they had it all, all spread out. You could watch through windows where they were uh, sewing it or something. But there was an article that said, it's, it's time to check the stitches. It was time to check. Over, over time, those stitches in the original flag had kind of uh, deteriorated or had eroded and, and, and needed to be replaced. And, you know, it, it makes a good, a good point. It's time for us to check the stitches of the fabric of what makes America great. It really is time for us to look back. We must check the stitches. And, you know, I, I want us to look at this of what the temptations are. There's something I'd said I had. I don't want to be guilty of plagiarism since this goes all over, who knows, whatever, the Internet. But, you know, I borrowed this from somebody a long time ago. I don't know who to give the credit to. But I'm going to use these points anyhow as I have them written down. But the first one is... The temptation that America faces to enjoy the fruit of citizenship without tending the tree of liberty. You know, we enjoy the fruit of citizenship here in this country, but it means you got to tend the tree of liberty. It means those rights have got to continue to be uh, 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 taken care of and fought for and defended. We've got to defend that right. You know, somebody said, you know how exciting it is to pull up one of those places where you've got a parking meter and you find a meter that hasn't expired yet? 
Remember how that was? Romney, they've taken them all out. But, you know, used to be able to, oh, wow, there's still time on that meter. I'll, I'll take that spot. You know what, really? We're parked on somebody else's meter here in this country because somebody else has paid the price. Somebody else has put that quarter, quarter in that meter, and we enjoy the freedoms and the benefits, those freedoms that could be easily taken away. You know, one poet said, we eat from orchards we did not plant. We drink from wells we did not dig. We reap from fields we did not sow. We are warmed by fires we did not kindle. We are sheltered by roofs we did not build. We are blessed by monies we didn't give. We are blessed. You know something, you think about it. For Safe Haven Tabernacle, we're blessed with a building we didn't build. We didn't buy these pews, buy this piano. But we've been blessed. God has seen to it that we have been blessed. We're able to pick up and build on what other people have done, and that has blessed in our return. It's blessed. It's been a blessing to us. We're parked here on somebody else's quarter, and I'm thankful for it, for the sacrifice other people have made. Um, you know, when the early settlers came to America, they weren't running for something, from something. They were not running from something. They were looking for something. They weren't running from another country. They were looking for freedom. They were looking for religious freedom. No wonder what our new textbooks say, and whatever they say in the schools now, they were looking for a place for religious freedom. On July 4th, 1776, 56 men signed the Declaration of Independence, and many of them paid the price. Five were captured and tortured by the British uh, before dying. Twelve had lost their homes. Where their homes were ransacked and burned. Two lost sons in the war. One had two sons that were captured. Nine fought and died from the hardships of war. Carter Braxton of Virginia, a wealthy planter and trader, his ships were swept from the sea by the British Army, and he sold his home to pay his debts and died in poverty. Thomas McKean was forced to move his family constantly because he was harassed by the British, and he served Congress without pay and died in poverty. Thomas Nelson's home was seized by the British and used as a command post. He urged General George Washington to open fire on his home. The home was destroyed and Nelson died in bankruptcy. You know, our nation was founded on Christian principles that must be protected because these people paid the price. It's, we've got to tend that tree of liberty if we're going to enjoy the fruit of citizenship. Our nation built on Christian principles. That's what that prophet, or the Bible says in Psalms, you know, a, a nation that's that, who's happy is the nation whose God is the Lord. Our nation needs to begin and continue to be built on righteousness. You know, it's been a downward spiral since 1963 when the Supreme Court ruled to remove prayer out of our schools. What a sad day. Then they removed the Bible reading from the classrooms. They took the Ten Commandments off the walls. They took prayer out of our graduation ceremonies. Really have. Roe versus Wade uh, legalized abortion. In 20, uh, 2002, the Ninth Circuit Court ruling that the Pledge of Allegiance was unconstitutional.
unconstitutional. What we did tonight, I pledge allegiance to the flag, ruled as unconstitutional. Look how long they fought to take one nation under God out of it. Um, Judge Alfred Goodwin was the one that said the pledge sends a message to non-religious students that they are outsiders. 98% of Americans say they believe in God. Who's the outsiders? (laughs) 98% of Americans say they believe in God, but 2% are outsiders. Uh, As citizens, we have a responsibility, church. Thank God for our veterans. Brother Smith, we appreciate you. You represent to us those that have already passed on. And we thank you for your service to our country. But you know what? What good is their, their, their sacrifice if we don't continue to fight for that freedom? Uh, you know, I mean, it makes you wonder, is our world, is our community, is our church a better place because of us? Is this community a better place because of Bob Jeffries? Is it? Or because it put your name there? Is it because, are we making this community, are we making our world a better place? We should be. What are we doing? Number two, is the temptation to enjoy the benefits of capitalism while ignoring our conscience? The benefits of, you know, I, I thank God for capitalism. It's the freedom to make money. We have people that are so set on making this a socialist America. Really are. They are so set that what you have is mine. I want what you've got. That's what they're set on. And then that's the next step to communism. Folks, we have people that serve our country down in Washington, D.C. that are set on this. This is their mindset. They think we would be better off that way. And it really won't work. Look at history. Look at these other countries. You don't have a middle class You have a lower class and an upper class, and that's all you've got. You've got the very rich, and you've got the very poor. There's no incentive to work. At least with capitalism, you've got an incentive to work. You've got an incentive to work overtime. You've got an incentive to make a living, to enjoy the American dream. You know something? If I was standing on the other side of of the fence looking in, and I wanted a better way of life, you come in. You have the opportunity to come in. I think people ought to come in the right way. They want a better way of life. They can enjoy it. But I think they don't sneak across our fence. Don't sneak across our border. You can't sneak across their borders without being arrested. That's true. That's true. They need to come in the right way, like a lot of our forefathers, a lot of our grandparents, our great-grandparents did. They came in the right way. Sure, they can enjoy the American dream, but you don't sneak across to do it. Come on. But you know what? I'm glad we have a free market. We have the freedom to buy, to sell, to earn a living. But our society is caught up in greed and materialism. It really is. Who can I step on to get what I want? Who can I take advantage of? <laughs> Who can I, uh, you know, we have the increase of of crime, of drugs, of immorality as always on the increase, on the rise. But where is integrity, morality, decency, and responsibility? Where has that gone? 
what's happened. You know what? There's the temptation to join the benefits of capitalism while ignoring our conscience, ignoring what's moral, what's right, what's decent. We're in danger of losing the soul of this country. And you know what? It's happening from the inside out. We need to check the... There it goes. We need to check the stitches that holds this country together. Can't have that on the back. We need to check the stitches again. Where's our morality? Where's our decency? Where is it? What's happening to our nation? Let me give you the last one, then I'm closing. Is the temptation to want Christianity without a commitment. There's the danger or the temptation to want Christianity without ever making a commitment. You know, Christianity is a commitment, folks. I've sold out to this. I've determined that it's right. And you know, that commitment leads to change. Your relationship with God should change you. You know that? It really should. Or you don't have much. And so there's that temptation to want Christianity without a commitment. We've got to make a commitment. Psalm 33, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Not money, not material things, not pleasure, not the things of the world, whose God is the Lord. I like this, a father of a Columbine high school student, was one of their, their child was shot, was a victim of that shooting. This guy's name is Donald Scott, and before the U.S. Senate, he read this poem. He said, your laws ignore our deepest needs. Your words are empty air. You've stripped away our heritage. You've outlawed simple prayer. Now gunshots fill our classrooms, and our precious children die. You seek for answers everywhere, and you ask the question, why? You regulate restrictive laws you, through legislative creed, and yet you fail to understand that God is what we need. God is what we need. There's the temptation for America to want Christianity with no commitment. I wonder how many people have filled churches this morning. They claim to be Christians. The one statistic said 98% of Americans believe there's a God. They believe there's a God, but it's not all commitment. We are in danger of not making a commitment, but we still want Christianity. Freedom cost Jesus his life so that we can be free from the bondage of sin. Freedom comes at a price. We talked a lot about this in our Sunday school class, talking about Stephen being the first martyr over the last couple of weeks. But there's a Soviet Union church where the soldier said, we have learned that unless people are willing to die for their faith, they cannot be fully trusted. Wow. Unless Christians are willing to die for their faith, can't fully trust them. Wow. What if it was us? Thank God for this flag. Thank God for what these stripes, what these stars represent comes at a price. People have paid the ultimate price. Thank God for this great country. 
We have problems? Sure we do. Got lots of problems. I'm still glad I'm in this country. Still glad I'm a citizen of the United States. Still thankful for every veteran that has paid the ultimate price. Would you stand with me? I think it's just a good song at this moment.